Sentinels, they suck. Alpha Flight with Puck. No one tell Oliver Trask. It's a podcast. I don't mind playing dread when Gary is running it. I hope that I can play some dread if Gary runs it at Ben. <laughs> I'm running dread now. <laughs> Cause you're playing Jenga, the tiles are jumbling. And you're playing Jenga, characters are mumbling. And it's getting scary. It's getting scary. Hey everybody, it's me, Brayden Cameron. <laughs> and uh, we're having a hunger strike here on Teenage Dirtbags. Uh, I'm, <laughs> this I'm is here. a solemn, respectful episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and I'm here, Gary Butterfield. Hi, Gary. Oh, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, rest in pizza, uh, Chris Cornell. Here's the story. It sounded like you said rest in pizza. I, I really didn't mean to. Do you, would you like to rest in pizza? When you die, what shall I do with your body and pizza? I, yeah, I probably just... just uh, uh, Funeral and bury. Yeah, yeah. The just old, The old F and B. The old cremate me in a pizza oven. Yeah, cremate me, it wounded me. Yeah. Um, um, uh, so we wanted to do... This is a special episode uh, in that we had already recorded... Two episodes yeah. that were ready to come out, and uh, we put them to the side so that we could we could record this one uh, because we just found out yesterday for yeah. us, and probably about two weeks ago for you, Chris Cornell passed away. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was last night. It was very late last night, so yeah. enough to where I was still awake. So yeah, the uh, my phone popped up with an Onyx alert. Yeah, and uh, that's how I knew. Wow, that it happened. I was just like, oh man. An icon of the grunge era. And it's strange. Passed. Yeah. It's kind of strange that we had Black Hole Sun. The way this was originally going to work out is we were going to yep. start with Black Hole Sun and end with the last request of Hunger Strike. Yes. But we're, we pushed up Hunger Strike. Yeah. Obviously. Because, because uh, of course, we did. Uh, Gary, should mm-hmm. we check in with our resident expert about uh, announcements of people we know who might not be around anymore christian slater i I think we should i think we renewed it baby (laughs) it's time for another another segment announce later hey this is christian slater and i want to gleam the cube and pump up the volume with my friends gary and Bree. it's time for now and slater's So happy to be here, guys. Rest in peace, Chris Corny Cornell, as I like to call him. Thank you, Mr. Robot. <laughs> Good night. The surveillance state is a problem. Uh, so uh, thank you, Christian Slater. Uh, that concludes your contract that we had for three episodes. Yeah, three and episodes we, we have an option to renew. Yeah. And I think that might be a nice time to segue uh, into our segment, Those We Lost. Yes. Shannon Hoon, Senator Strom Thurgood, The Big Bopper, Mama Cass, Bob Hope, John Lennon? Who we lost this year. Roger Ailes. Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell, Ian Curtis, but years ago. American democracy. Boom. Boom, shakalaka. (laughs) Booyah. Uh, Who else? So uh, I think someone else recently passed away, another musician, but I can't 
I'm sorry, I'm forgetting who it was. Baldwin. Sure, the, guy, them, the guy from the drums? Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, so like we said, we're going to be doing the video for Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog, which was a super group. Well, it's, right. it's kind of interesting, the, mm-hmm. the origins of Temple of the Dog, a.k.a. the Temple of the Puppy that I had to, had to search through. Because it's a yeah. super group, yeah. but it was before either band was popular. That's true. That's which is true. kind of interesting because it's like uh, they're just, you know, the, the record label is like, this album came out, didn't do shit. Yeah. Nobody liked Temple of the Dog. And then, then Soundgarden and Pearl Jam individually went gangbusters. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, let's, bring, let's dust this off. It's a lot like yeah. uh, the, the Voodoo Love Gods R.E.M. thing. Where they're like, oh, our game's real big now. Let's pop out this cover of Ezra Bray. Yeah, let's do that. And and while we're at it, let's ask the REM guys if they'll cover the radiation song Ghost Rider. Yeah. <laughs> Motorcycle hero. Uh, so, baby, baby. I wish there was a video for that. But baby, baby, baby is blazing away. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be going through um, this song to kind of get our, like, uh, Better homes uh, or sounder homes <laughs> and homes gardens. Sounder gardens. <laughs> sounder homes and gardens. License. License. Where we're uh, going to talk about everything we know about Soundgarden and, and Chris, Chris Cornell. Cornell. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with Hunger Strike, like as mentioned. Yeah. I feel like, it, I mean, it's Written pretty... during his time yeah. at Chris Cornell University. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, so it is a, I, I would say it's a Stark video. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, in which uh, Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder, the two leads, if yes. you will, uh, are in some sort of a you know Pacific Northwest Coast area. They're from the set of Half Life Two, <laughs> so <laughs> this is definitely a place you buggy up onto in Half Life Two and check yeah. out this lighthouse. And uh, uh, Chris Cornell singing inside in the dark about uh, basically social injustice. Yeah. About, uh, he doesn't mind, like the famous couplet. Yeah. I don't mind stealing bread. Something, something family fed. The from, famous... from the mouth of decadence. <laughs> decadence. Okay. Uh, and that and, could be decadence like the yeah. noun or decadence like the non-person noun, you know? Yeah. And, and the other line following like, uh, something about their cup being overfilled and yeah. how they shouldn't be stealing when they've got enough. Yeah, which is all things like, I mean, you know, we're going to we're going to have a lot of solemn, respectful fun on this episode. Mm-hmm. But those are all things that I uh, I really agree with. Sure, of course. You know, uh, no it, war, but class war. No, it totally makes sense. Um, I, I think that's a like a Louis C.K. bit about like the only time you should be looking into your neighbor's bowl is to see if they have enough. Absolutely. Uh, that's one of his classic comedy bits. Classic, classic comedy bit. I think that's yeah. actually what he says to his daughter in one of the episodes. Like yeah. when she's complaining about like how she doesn't have a toy that her sister has yeah. or something. It's good advice though. It is good. Redistribute advice. that wealth. Um, and, yeah. yeah. Formerly, uh, well to do Chris Cornell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris Cornell. not. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just, just going to say, so, you know, we, we, we have this video, which we're, we're on board with the basic premise of somewhere along the lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the idea that this was about a friend of theirs that killed themselves. You think so? And no, no, no. Oh. I don't think that because I did a little research. Oh, okay. But from the years, like when did this come out? Like 1993. Yeah. A long time ago. From the years 1993 to 2017, <laughs> I did think that. <laughs> so up until earlier this afternoon. Yeah. I thought that because I never really listened to lyrics before. Yeah. Like, it's not really my thing. Like, it's, you know, again, I'm on, now they know what the lyrics are. Yeah. But I just kind of thought like, like, I remember reading like, oh, that's why they got together. They had a mutual friend. Yeah. 
that di- didn't do so they, well. They killed themselves. Maybe there's another grunge supergroup for whom that is true. Boy, there's probably a lot of songs about friends that have killed themselves. Yeah, um, in the grunge world. In the grunge world, and it's. Uh, I think you know. Here's here's a little little fun fact for you. Uh, I was I was watching a video. I was surprised it already existed, but there was a video of Chris Jericho, WWE superstar yep. Chris Jericho, uh, talking about Chris Cornell and Soundgarden. His reactions. It's weird that like that's a thing. Is it part of like the Chris connection? I guess maybe Jericho Cornell. A lot of similar letters. Yeah. Chris's both. Uh, they used to both have long hair. Then they had short hair. That's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of similarities. <laughs> a lot of fun facts. A lot of fun facts. But uh, one of the things he talked about. He's like four out of the five um, major grunge acts. Their lead singers died early. Yeah, Lane Staley. Yeah, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Uh, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell. The other guy. Scott Weiland. Oh, yeah. Scott. <laughs> Shit. That's like so quickly. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So it is. It, I mean, that's there's something about something about grunge. Yeah. Somebody should really put Eddie Vedder on, on Death Watch. Yeah. I think he's OK. The Cubs won last year. Yeah. He's, he seems real happy. He's got yeah. a real dad. <laughs> he's a real full dad. Yeah. That song Corduroy was just about fashion. It wasn't about anything else. <laughs> like, he's just like... This is me now. Little hand. Yeah. Um, so the video, uh, to go back to the video, mm-hmm. um, uh, after we see sad Chris Cornell in a yeah. dark lighthouse, presumably, we get to see uh, Eddie Vedder at his young prettiest. This is the youngest Eddie Vedder that's ever been. This is the youngest he's ever been. I think you're right. He's yeah. like straight he's like out of the womb Benjamin baby. Yeah. He's, uh, a, and he's straight up boss baby. He's he's in a, yeah, he is a boss baby. And he's he's in a cool he's, field. He's like a bass baby. Yeah. With his voice, he's bass baby. You were fired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a bass baby and he's in a cool field. He It's a, it's it's such a field cut. The <laughs> smash cut to Eddie Vedder because it cuts over immediately as he starts singing. Can you rewind it maybe like 10 seconds? Yeah. yeah I, I just yeah. want to see the cut over to because he's immediately just starts singing kind of looking slightly askew yeah it's very funny and he, he does his classic early eddie vetter where he won't look at the camera yeah uh because he's shy that's and, those pigs and nervous and that is what those because <laughs> he's 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 fiercely anti-commercial he yeah at least at this period of time yeah and then eventually just all so. like hey buy corduroy but like it just immediately cuts over to him singing yeah. in the middle of a cool field yeah weed up to his goddamn eyes yeah yeah completely just i'm you know i'm obscured and i you know i'm not out in the open like everyone else it's yeah Uh, it's a it's really uh it's it's a very better move it is a very better move um now that we've seen him though in his full shirt and stuff we can do one of our favorite segments yeah who wore it better The answer is never Eddie. <laughs> and well, I was gonna, okay, then I guess that's the answer. I was going to say whether it's Eddie Vedder or Chris Cornell in this. Chris Cornell, uh, I did want to talk about the fashion in this uh, yeah. video because uh, we have one, to I'm a real catty bitch, and uh, <laughs> you are you are what is known as a fashionista. Yeah, uh, like a maxinista, if you will, and um, and it's just you know Chris Cornell, with few exceptions, pretty much had a very standard sort of like. I'm going to wear a t-shirt and mm-hmm. jeans thing. Like yeah. I'm going to wear shorts and a flannel shirt, or I'm going to, you know, uh, dress up a little bit. There's one v- video of him, like a David Letterman where he's playing, he's like wearing a like Von Dutch tank top. And I'm like, what are you? It's a tank mm. top, dude. That's real. Weird. Uh, and anyway, 
Now, so his he's fine in this video. He's nothing really. He's to wearing a gun. Yeah. Now Eddie Vedder is wearing a flannel shirt. Yeah. Shorts. Yep. Combat boots. Yep. And what appears to be a leather motorcycle jacket with the sleeves removed. <laughs> he made a homemade vest to bring to the video shoot. And he's like, you know what? I better bend it up. It's the Pacific Northwest. However, I will wear shorts. The yeah. uh, the vest is the real problem with that. We pan over this, man, the fashion is coming fast and furious yeah. because we get to see the rest of Temple of the Dog. The drummer who is 100% wearing the top of a pajama outfit. Yeah, he's it, it's like uh, polka dots. Like it's polka, sil- real silky. Real silky looking. Uh, and he, you know, give him points for having a relatively normal haircut, but that shirt is, is not doing him any favors. Prior to Eddie Vedder, I mean, we get to see him in the cool field, but we go over to the uh, the, the gender swapped four non-blondes guy <laughs> who somehow picked up that belt from Baldur's Gate Yeah, and is now, uh, you know, yeah, he's he's wearing uh he's wearing like a pork pie hat of some sort yeah. or something like a short top hat, yeah. uh, playing in a cool field with his leather Beated jacket necklace. and his blues guy t shirt. Yeah, uh, but then I think my personal favorite is um the guy. This is very good. He's one of the like nine guitarists in this yeah. band, and he is he's wearing oh, like man. a. But like one of those ski jackets that were very specific in this period of time because they were pullovers and they were yeah. like starter jackets, like, right? Yeah, they were like pullovers. A, do you hate the convenience of being able to put on a starter jacket like a person? Yeah. Like, like do you not care about how your hair looks? Yeah. Uh, pull this thing over your head. Not when I'm on the slopes, bro. <laughs> yeah. Pull this and and look, it's got a Velcro chest like belly pocket. How yeah. cool is that? Yeah, it's, you could be like a kangaroo. So and uh, then uh, let's explain this guy's hat, which looks like a jiffy pop like he looks like he's like a, <laughs> like a jiffy pop popcorn thing but for hair mm-hmm. uh, that he has on. it very much i mean it looks like it's got a like a bill like a you would have in a normal baseball cap but it's so baggy and it's saggy a, it's attached to a real baggy like a big bag like a shower cap yeah and he's wearing like a shower backwards. cap with it with a baseball bill yeah that's uh, a good idea for like a pitch where it's like shower caps <laughs> with cool baseball bills for men <laughs> Yeah, you know, like, uh, yeah. Should we do an elevator pitch real quick? About yeah, that? okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. An elevator pitch. Gary and Brayden are friends with ideas. Brayden. Yeah. As a man, mm-hmm. sometimes you want to take a shower and keep your hair dry. You're right. Don't you hate how unmasculine it is to put on a hairnet? I hate it. I absolutely hate like, it. Like, you look like a 50s housewife. I, uh, yeah, Me exactly. and the other roommates have been talking about it. Like, you I, look ridiculous. I'm already vulnerable enough. Yeah. Because you're naked. Nude. Yeah covered in soap and water yeah what and now you want me to wear this girly head thing it's emasculating because if we if we want to check and make sure that you're male we have to look at your junk yeah and that's no good yeah that'll be awkward nobody wants that nobody wants that that's weird so we look to your hair to see if you're a male and uh it's all covered up yeah and not only that but you're wearing a costume like you know lucy ricardo yeah what if i told you that you could wear a shower cap Uh for men yeah now i'm into it i'm into it how would i know how, well, what's the difference? It's got a big baseball bill on the front. Okay, great. Does it have a potential like uh, like dry erase markered sport logo? Even better, we print it on the shower cap. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> it's even better than being dry erased. <laughs> it comes with it on there. Genius. All your favorite sports teams. Uh, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. The Cowboys. Killer Whales. The Cowboys. The Killer Whales. Giraffes. The Scorpions. Ducks. Yeah, ducks. <laughs> Any kind of animal you want is on there. <laughs> Fantastic. I love yeah. it. And it's called the Chap Cap. <laughs> the Chap Cap, yeah. The Shower Chap. Yeah. The Shower Chap. I like <laughs> yeah. that as well. Very good. 
Okay, so hunger strike. <laughs> so that's the bassist. Yeah. Um, you know, this video, not a lot happens in it too. So I, I don't feel that bad bringing us into another segment this quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because, so I apologize. We've, well, actually, let's finish up the fashion because here's, yeah. a, here's a fifth guy, one of the 17 guitarists <laughs> in this band. Yes. Who's actually dressed pretty normally. Yeah, he's he's got a cool guitar face. Yeah. And he's wearing like a suede, like a brown suede jacket and he looks like a cool dude. He's mostly wearing a smile. Yeah. And we can accept that. Yeah. Now, one of the guitarists, I don't know which one it is. But I got some real Wikipedia set at worst going on. Ooh. <clears throat> Wikipedia. 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 Wikipedia said So in the uh, in the Wikipedia, Chris Cornell talks about uh, you know, the, the origins of the song, yeah. Eddie Vedder sheepishly walking into the studio when he was in with his, uh, Baylock, Baylock video. He was in a band before Pearl Jam. Oh, okay. And like, just kind of shyly silent up to the mic, singing the deep part because Chris Cornell couldn't do it. Yeah. Well, no, cause Chris Cornell has like the range of, uh, like a hair metal band. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got a real hair metal voice for sure. Um, and Chris Cornell ends his entry, you know, history wrote itself after that, that became the single. Here's a little ad from guitarist Mike McCready, though, that I think is some of the dumbest things I've heard someone say in like an interview. Okay. I remember thinking that this was a really beautiful song when I heard it. Chris Cornell showed me the riff. I had a 62 reissue Strat, and I wanted to use the fourth position tone setting between the bridge and the middle pickups for the beginning of the song because I like that softer sound. Then I kicked it to the front pickup for the heavier part of the song. This is one of the amazing, one of the many amazing songs written by Chris. <laughs> I like it's so interesting because it's it's so guitar nerdy, which I I love. Uh, not because I know anything about it, but I know people who love that stuff. But then it's also it's like Chris wrote this amazing song. But here's what the cool thing it's, is: it's, I it's really bookended it. by telling Chris that he writes amazing songs. Yeah, like it's like he's writing a letter and it's being. Uh, review like spot checked on his yeah. way out of prison and he has to make sure it has a certain number of like Chris compliments <laughs> or otherwise he's not going to get out of the Chris yeah. compound. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the Chris castle with all the Chris, Chris Cornelliations. Yeah. They, on the, the top of it. <laughs> Cornelliations. Uh, so uh, Chris Cornell plays guitar. Oh yeah. Mike McCready plays guitar. Yeah. Additional other dude plays guitar. Yeah. Then we have bass player. Yep. Drummer. So three three guitarists. Additional and singer. two lead singers. Yeah. Neither of the singers pick up a fucking guitar. I don't know. I've never. Why are there listened, seven people in this band? I've never me? listened to another Temple of the Dog song, so I want, I'm kind of curious to see how they go. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder if if the there's best one's more called trade-offs. Puppy House. <laughs> And it's a, there's a house with some puppies and they know how to party. That sounds great. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Gary. Can I jump into a Stumptown story? Can Absolutely. I stump into a Stumptown story? <laughs> stump it up. It's a two-parter. Oh, One, shit. Uh, it is a beautiful day in Stumptown today. Uh, you know, the rain stopped for Chris. Uh, and, uh, um, what he wouldn't have wanted. It's what it's exactly. It's exactly. Uh, so anyway, the, the, uh, I just came back from, uh, having a quick drink with Kristen and, um, 
Kristen Cornelton? Yeah, Kristen Cornelton. And uh, I just, I ran past like uh, eight dogs on the way and it was fantastic. Because mm. one, I love dogs. And then two, it's getting warmer out. So everybody's walking their dogs. It is dog town. Part two. Okay. As you know, and as our listeners do not know, we live uh, one block away from like a child's gymnastics daycare. Yes. Um, and right outside of this child's gymnastics daycare, turning around the corner, I saw a person wearing a tricorn hat. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's not an exciting story. No, it's still pretty impressive, though. But I've never seen one in the wild before. With, with just regular clothes? Uh, yeah, they were. They had their hair in like a long ponytail. Okay. And uh, they were wearing what looked like to like a kind of a velveteen blazer. So and no. like a white shirt. <laughs> okay. no, it just looked like a black, it was like a black blazer, but it had kind of a sheen to it. So Okay. Uh, and then just like pants and shoes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. What are they going? I don't, I don't know. I kind of wanted to What they could have been them. doing, there's a, that's also the children, <laughs> we live in like the weird children, like adult activities for children's Oh district. yeah, isn't that the There's the, the children's theater, theater right, right across the street yeah. from that too. So maybe he had a part in the children's yeah, theater. Yeah, maybe he was, he was Paul Revere or They were something. doing mini <laughs> Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton babies. Uh, Piglettin. Yeah, Piglettin. Um, so so they teleport to a beach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we've, uh, we've checked in on everyone's fashion. Um, and now they eventually join forces. The lonely yeah. Chris Cornell. And he's, oh, fuck, he's playing guitar. Yeah. Which means there are four guitars on this song. Yeah, yeah. He's playing guitar. Uh, it's kind of nuts. Everyone's jamming. It's really interesting is that everyone has, to me, Everyone has that sort of, with the exception of Chris Cornell and the drummer, has that sort of like rhythm groove thing going oh, yeah. on. Like they're all playing bass parts. Can can you? Uh, that's one hundred percent true. Can you back it up, uh, like just a little bit to this beach scene here? Go back a little bit. There we go. Uh, oh. Now I, I, it's gonna take a second to get there, but just keep your eyes on that thing. You can keep talking. Okay. Just don't look me in the eyes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just keep looking at this thing because I need you to see this dance move that Eddie Vedder does here in a second. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. That guy. The <laughs> the, the sh- shuriken and and yeah. Toss- throw away. <laughs> he tosses he tosses a shuriken. Yeah, uh, and then he kind of bounces back and forth to either foot. Yeah, uh, in a way that makes me think he's one of those gigantic grimaces you got into at McDonald's Playland. <laughs> Well, I've told you this story. Haven't I told this story? Uh, One of like I think the origins of my fear of ladders uh, comes from me getting stuck inside of uh, Big Mac's head when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was at a McDonald's play place, one of the old ones, and Big Mac was the sheriff. and uh, you could crawl up into his head, and his head was like had all these it was iron like a bars. Yeah, he had like all these <laughs> you iron could, you bars. Could survey the, the right. playground, like, yeah. but it was also like a prison. Uh, yeah, uh, and I remember getting freaked out, and I wouldn't go back down this the ladder, and then like my dad having to like pull me through the bars. Oh like, my god! Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's intense. Yeah, that's that, that. There's all kinds of lore implications of that because I think that uh, I had forgotten about, and you know. Forgive me for this, oh Lord, but I forgot about Mayor McCheese. So I thought uh-huh. I thought Big Mac was the mayor, yeah, um, or the governor or something like you know, <laughs> how far it went. Yeah, but the uh, the fact that he is the uh, the sheriff, yeah, and his head is a jail. Uh, mm-hmm. mean, like, so like when well we, I mean just in the play place structure yeah. his head is a jail. Yeah, no, I mean, but just like the, the symbology there yeah. is like worth exploring. 
and just the idea of like you know one of the the fry guys is plays with fireworks or something it's yeah. like get interred in my skull into my head <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like a reverse zeus <laughs> 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 There's too few things that are reverse Zeus's these days. <laughs> Zeus is loose. Uh, um, it was. Uh, I can't remember what the what video game it was. Uh, I think is it is it Half Life? It's some. I don't remember. No, it's Diablo. I'm sorry. Okay. It's Diablo. Where the end of the original Diablo is the guy defeats Diablo, imprisons him in the Dark Crystal, and then decides the best option for uh, safeguarding the crystal is shoving it into his own head. <laughs> Be safe in here with my ideas. And, oh, oh, what's this? Oh, you're you're the villain of Diablo two now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why I spoiled that twenty year old. It's like if uh, if Lord of the Rings if they did surgery to put the One Ring into Frodo's brain. <laughs> yeah. like, this this evil influence will be right where it's needed. Just swallow it. It'll be safe for at least a day. Yeah. And then then we they didn't do that, and then we were spared Gollum just digging through shit for twenty minutes in a deleted yeah, scene. Geez, yeah. Um, uh, one of the other endings. Yeah. Um, so beach party. So yeah, it, it, they they're transported to the beach where they're they're having a good time. Uh, then you know it gets darker. They're playing the same song uh, at in night the woods. in the woods. They transport to the woods. It's a real tour of our midwestern biomes <laughs> or our northwestern biomes. Yeah. Uh, and basically, that's pretty much it. There's kind of a jam at the end, uh, and. It kind of closes on um, a campfire, and that's it. Yeah. That's the video, really. Now, this song was ubiquitous. Yeah, it was. It kind of, like, it's, again, I think it's, they dusted it off when mm-hmm. Pearl Jam and Soundgarden became very popular, and and then it somehow got as popular. <laughs> it continued to be It continued to be very popular. Yeah. Um, so much so that, like, uh, Chris Cornell, you can kind of uh, track their... Uh, careers right yeah so like pearl jam mm-hmm. you know always you know real big into artist integrity yeah and pearl jam still makes tons of money because people follow them like the dead yeah like yeah. when i remember when i found that i found it very strange right mm-hmm. um <clears throat> chris cornell though who is who is less popular uh, which you can tell from the uh the onion article Soundgarden has impromptu reunion at tcby oh it was a cinnabon was it a cinnabon yeah oh god it's, it's one, one that's one of my favorites i love it the, it's one of the all-time best onion articles but chris cornell still does this song off constantly like it, it yeah. talked about his like solo career his solo tours yeah other bands he's been in like he's still milking the hunger strike yeah because he needs it yeah so in a weird way eddie vetter is the decadent yes and chris cornell doesn't <laughs> mind stealing bread he's stealing bread from his own table yeah, yeah, from his the old table. <laughs> from his he shared used. table. Yeah. yeah, it's like he sold a table, and now he still wants the bread that's on it. Now, while we're working on our better sounds and gardens, uh, <laughs> I want to bring up the Hunger Strike eight bit ish version by the Filthy Frackers that yes. I showed you, which the, shows the, the title of this, which is Hunger Strike eight bit parentheses ish version parentheses AVGN cameo. Yeah. Uh, I showed this to you earlier, and it is a pretty good 8-bit recreation, like a recreation of the video. Mm-hmm. Um, it cuts out a lot of stuff. It's yes. a lot. It's mostly just uh, Chris Cornell and Eddie Vedder's faces. But I think the song's better. <laughs> the song's way better. It's like faster and 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 good. And the uh, uh, the faces are very funny. Mm-hmm. 
like the videos were all funny. One of the things I was, I'm looking at now, though, so they just kind of made some generic grunge guys yeah. to be in the band and didn't take the opportunity to like actually get those amazing fashion choices. Yeah, you had kind of more fun grunge guys, but the uh, the song is better and the face stuff is very funny because they do weird things with their eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know, they have a uh, Chris Cornell just open one eye, yeah. which is real good, <laughs> and uh, Eddie Vedder uh, keeps kind of shifting around like he's the evil dog from The Simpsons. Yes, and uh, it's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah and that's uh more or less hunger strike but let's talk about some other chris cornell stuff shall yeah, we yeah let's let's finish our, our better sounds of gardens um so chris cornell i've talked i talked about this i feel like when we got our stone double pilots license yeah um that like you know somebody who liked grunge i really only liked like i like nirvana a lot like pearl jam okay Everything else my friends would try to get me into and i never really got yeah. into it yeah. and uh chris cornell and uh soundgarden same same kind of thing okay i could never really get into the spoon man i could never really get into uh you know black hole sun i liked yeah uh but Soundgarden was never for me and then he's in like is he in perfect circle he's in like something no he was in audio slave audio slave yes uh so his his career and his voice does nothing for me okay which is part of the reason why i don't feel quite so bad being quite this flippant about his uh yeah I mean, he's a person it's still it's sad that he's yeah. dead he was survived by people who and his, his work meant a lot unlike but. scott wyland as far as we know he wasn't like you know a drug addict like a piece of shit like yeah person yeah he's probably uh, he's probably a good guy and better than roger ailes for sure oh dude like roger <laughs> ailes roger ailes is satan like roger, i've i've roger uh, ailes is el diablo side side note i've read yeah. like three articles today uh, that were like specifically named something like roger ailes was a piece of trash human i, I love that, that that's what happened after he like what an amazing legacy yeah like you were a piece of shit um uh bill o'reilly mm-hmm. uh, also a piece of shit yeah uh wrote an op-ed that was like your hatred killed uh roger ailes no he fell down the stairs and his brain blood a bunch yeah <laughs> like, well that's yeah. i mean it's kind of suspicious a little bit oh sure uh but that's not for us it wasn't our collective into. willpower because no. if that were the case it would have happened years like decades yeah. ago yeah like early you know a decade ago like i didn't, I didn't know about him when i was yeah, 17 during, i wasn't like yeah or, you know during the the bush years at yeah least, for, for, sure. for sure like what a piece of shit um, um you know and everybody who dies like i get the idea i'm sympathetic to the idea that like uh when people are just like you know somebody died all human life is is precious like sure I'm sympathetic to the idea because these people, you know, did have family who weren't evil. who yeah. don't deserve that pain. Like we've both recently lost people, mm-hmm. you know, like we've talked about yeah. uh, on the show. And it's like, that sucks. However, in the grant, like enough of me, that is a pragmatist. Mm. Like the world is better without this person being an actor in it. Yeah. You know, like it's just like, like less people will be hurt without this person's influence. I agree. You know, and it just, it makes me oh pretty into it. Yeah. You know, and it's like there, there's a weird, you know, 2017, like, you know, Brayden, I've lost some Twitter followers over being bloodthirsty. <laughs> like me, me being like, yeah, Trump should totally fucking die. Yeah. Like people, you know, the uh, people are like, you can't wish death on anybody. I'm like, nope. No, the you world can't. would be better without this person's influence yeah. and less people would be hurt that don't deserve it. Yeah. For this person to get something that feels a lot like justice. Yeah. You know? Chris Cornell, on the other hand, I feel like totally. I'm not more of a force for good than a force for evil. I feel like he's probably a, a force for neutrality. Like he's. I like, feel like he he brought a lot of people joy. That's true. 
Like That's he's, yeah, my he's, thought on it. He's, yeah, he is not a bad guy. And this is not, I'm not making an equivalent. I'm not happy that Chris Cornell is dead. No. Like that's that's I we've made a lot of jokes here. I was really surprised by it to be honest because he too, he's very young. I mean, as, as one, he's very young, and then also last night he played a show. Yeah. So I know there's investigations into it being a potential suicide, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, here. we don't we don't know because one, we don't know anything. It'd be it'd be silly. But, but two, like, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely not happy. It's sad that it happened. Yeah. And there were people who who for whom his work meant a lot. Same yeah. thing with Scott Weiland. Like yeah, I make I'll, I'm never gonna stop making Scott Weiland jokes. Yeah, but Scott Staff jokes. Yeah, it's it's still <laughs> oh yeah that, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still uh you know yeah it's a bummer yeah i uh i was a fan of soundgarden mm-hmm. um i got into grunge late um you know it wasn't until like i don't know probably the album uh super unknown i think was when i i got into them um so it was, that's like their fourth mm-hmm. studio album or whatever and uh and uh I've always liked Chris Cornell, you know, his mm-hmm. voice. Um, he did a, a great, you know, like he did the, the bond song for uh casino Royale, which mm-hmm. I think was actually really well done. Uh, it was very clever um, in the fact that he doesn't actually mention spies or anything like that during the song. It's just called like, you know, my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it was actually well done, but he did do like that weird album with like Timbaland. Uh, and, yeah. and it's just like, him kind of screaming over like dance beats and (laughs) there's this kind of sad picture of like desperation for relevancy Mm -hmm. you know to kind of like his career yeah it was a it was weird i mean everybody can expect to take some missteps in the in yeah if your career is long enough what is uh i've never actually listened to audio slave i was always so turned off like so one i wasn't a fan of soundgarden and then two the name it just made me think like oh these guys are going to be like yeah real serious and humorless like yeah it was hard rock guys well and it kind of came out at like the same time as a lot of like grunge and early like or late metal hard rock like super groups were coming out like mm-hmm. velvet revolver came out around that same period of time and like whatever other ones i can't think of but yeah i mean it was it was a, a chris cornell and um uh, uh why can't i think of his name the guitarist from uh rage against the machine oh um, uh yes. john 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 what's his face no i'm sorry i can't remember yeah. uh right now uh but i mean it was pretty straightforward stuff you know tom morello his tom name morello, is tom morello and i'm sorry it's, well, I mean, you don't have to, it's okay <laughs> um do you think that lane staley from mm-hmm. uh allison chains had a pavement cover band called staley lane <laughs> no <laughs> no i mean it's possible yeah it's a bummer at, at the very least there's probably a staley lane alice in chains cover band yeah yeah like i would love it like that's that's the mashup i need yeah yeah like uh yeah so we've we've learned a lot we have today we've uh, we've, we've talked about we've a lot learned a lot um, um, I, I shared a, a Stumptown story. Yeah. Good. A couple good stories. A lot of good stories from Brayden today. Good <laughs> stories from Brayden. Three good stories, stories from Gary. Zero. Zero. Ooh. Um, Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Um, but yeah, that's, I think, I feel like that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, uh, uh, you know, we got to finish out our contract with Christian Slater. Who knows if he'll come back? Who knows if he'll get replaced? The, uh, you know, but, uh, so you may think that you've seen everything. However, you ain't. See nothing yet. Because 
Every episode of Teenage Dirtbags ends with a poem, a poem about an onion. They're the fruit with lots of folic acid. They're not fruits. <laughs> Wait, and do you have a poem? It's really weird. That was actually my poem. Oh, no. <laughs> did it. No, no. Well, don't uh, you know the music is just poetry set to music? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, back up. <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> Cipollini, Mussolini, orange baby-handed micropini, return of the Mac, Cheetos in a sack, Fry it up, fry it up, out back. <laughs> Hidden in the cellar next to old yeller. Dignity, integrity, and an abandoned old feller. Miss you, Chris you. Onion breath kiss you. Oh my God. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> wow, Brain. It's, uh, I feel like the best, uh, the best onion poems. Uh-huh. Uh, whip back and forth between being kind of beautiful and and funny yeah like and that maybe does it the fastest oh thank you the, uh, <laughs> so very good you like micro peeny i do like micro peeny but in the in yeah. the cellar with old yeller is very nice yeah. like I, I was like oh that's very sweet yeah and, and just uh, miss you chris you <laughs> love chris do, 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 do. miss yeah. you chris miss you, you love cats all right well everybody i want to uh thank who whoever uh, suggested this because it ended up kind of being remarkable do you, wait you have it uh, i don't know i might okay. it's a uh, it's time to check the old email client okay and see if i do i will get it. i felt bad about the last one so googs uh, mcgee the, the uh, email client yeah yep okay um yeah it doesn't it doesn't look like you do i do apologize to everyone please forgive me yeah we're really sorry we'll, we'll keep better track of it next i put time. i put um uh Liam uh-huh. in the uh, on the post. Oh, okay. Website. Good. Suggested. Uh, let's go to bed. Oh, great. All right. Well, thank you, Liam. Uh, in uh, again. <laughs> yeah, but thanks every thanks everybody who donated. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, the way to, to get the little context. Yeah. For this, uh, so lest anybody ever get actually mad about that, they're like, "You don't fucking prepare, you piece of shit." No. I um, but I this is uh, this is uh, we're entering into hour seven of recording for Gary. Yeah. Uh, which is a lot of talking. And I have not had a bunch of downtime to do yeah. anything. Yeah, it's true. Um, but we want to thank you again. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the show, rate and review it on uh, iTunes or any sort of other podcast service. Tell your friends. Definitely tell your uh, friends. Check out the Patreon. You know all about this stuff. You probably listen to the show all the time. I hope you do, because I think it's real fun. If you don't, you can go back and listen to them. Yeah, uh, they're not going nowhere. Yeah. It's Tell fun. your friends, say like which one to start with. Yeah, I w- I always recommend uh, anything can happen at Halloween because that's when the audio gets good. Yeah, that's probably a good. And I feel like if you can sell people on the episodes that sound good, maybe they'll go back and listen to the ones that don't sound as good. Yeah, you, if you have them grab a vegetable from the sound garden, <laughs> and then have them grab a vegetable from the crap factory out back. Yeah, the um, the outback. That, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good starting point. And just because they might not know about that song, so there's a little bit of yeah, like, and that song's incredible. Yeah. Are you seeing this shit? Like, yeah. there's a little bit of that appeal. We haven't talked about it on the show, but I, I told you I went to uh, when I was back in Chicago. I went mm-hmm. to uh, my friend Scott's um, record shop, Pinwheeled Records mm-hmm. in uh, Pilsen, and um, quick plug for Scott. And we, we listened to the Tim Curry album, which you did includes tell me that briefly, yeah. yeah, which includes him doing a reggae cover of. Uh, I will by the Beatles <laughs> that um, I never went from interested to like, like I must own that to like, well, wait a minute. 
Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Because the first like two tracks are amazing, and then another track like later is good. But then there's a whole bunch of like in the mm. middle. I will probably keep an eye out for it. Yeah, regardless, just because of, that's why know. I didn't buy it. I like I like every. I'm trying to track down everything in the extended Tim Curry verse. I have a whole the whole VHS collection of E2 the um, the before when I recorded this before Mm -hmm. I was recorded uh, a guest spot on a show called Nintendo which is on uh, Portland Public Radio KBOO cool and uh, I was talking to the host of that Matt uh, about Gabriel Knight Mm -hmm. featuring Tim Curry yeah and he pointed out something that uh, his voice sounds weird in the third one Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah it's like they pitch shifted it down and I'm like (laughs) that is what it sounds like (laughs) It's a weird, like, I don't think that, like, Tim Curry's voice just got deeper. Yeah. You know, he's he's an adult man, but, like, it Maybe does sound he just, like, like he, he had bronchitis or something, or... Yeah. During the recording. It, it does become this kind of thing, though, where, like... We've th- been that, hanging out with Dickie Barrett. That that could be... There's probably a Mighty Mighty Bostones song we have to do for some time. For oh, for sure. Thing. Like, they've yeah. got... Um, but, like, how weird it is in those in those games where it is an English guy doing an american guy mm-hmm. doing a southern guy doing a german accent and then the second one came out where it yeah. was somebody doing it or the remake count was an impression of that <laughs> so it's an american guy doing an english guy doing an american guy doing a southern accent doing a german accent yeah it's pretty amazing that's really involved it's very very intense and uh you know he couldn't just pull a sean connery in like hunt for red october and be the only person who doesn't have a russian accent yeah sean connery just doesn't give a fuck yeah like it's just like you know it's like uh kevin costner and prince of thieves yeah um yeah so we've uh we've learned a lot today yeah and uh until uh 2016 we vow to have a better sign off <laughs>